everyone. Good morning. Uh, hope you're doing well. Welcome back to the channel. I just uh, woke up and decided to take a look into Airbnb's IPO. Um, oh, I have to switch to full. Awesome. Well, let me just restart. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. Um, I decided to uh, take a look at Airbnb's IPO uh, in real time, live. You guys can see, you know, the only real Wall Street level analyst on YouTube, I, I can tell. Um, so you can just kind of see what I'm doing. Um, I only really have an hour, so we'll see. We'll try to condense the time. And again, we're going to be skipping some of the more rigorous things I would do at a real hedge fund. But, um, you know, let's take a look at Airbnb's IPO. It's S1 filing. It just filed last night. Uh, very exciting news. Uh, and then I'm going to try to run it through a really quick DCF model, just to which is discounted cash flow, which is... Um, you know, uh, for, you know, for those of you that don't know, it's a very simple, uh, it's a valuation map model that takes all the cash flows going forward and discounts it back to, you know, net present value to try to understand what we should pay for the stock. So, uh, ahead of this very buzzy IPO, I, hopefully this video is helpful. I know it's not going to be as short as, as it can be, but I'll probably do a more summary video at some point. I'm sure it'll do well on YouTube. So thank you so much for being here. Let's uh, dive into it. Um, I'm going to share my screen. Let's see, desktop. All righty. So this is the Airbnb uh, common stock S1. I have a little progressive house in the background from YouTube, of course, um, just to you know keep things a little entertaining. Um, so let's just look into it. So in, in the beginning, two friends opened their door. I don't know if, if you all have listened to any podcasts about um, about their I'm going to cut the music about their like story. It's, you know, Brian Chesky and Joe uh, basically, I mean, they tell you all about the story. You all can look up for free. Uh, any S1 filing or any filing for that matter and go to um, SEC Edgar and just go, you know, company search page and you go to Airbnb and then you can go to their S1 and you can just kind of read everything that they already filed with the government. So, um, but I'm using, you know, my institutional tool that's really expensive that I can like search and highlight and stuff like that. Um, and so, and I also downloaded a PDF because there's nothing better than a PDF when trying to model. So, um, and again, you guys are going to see me uh, skip a bunch of stuff just because, uh, um, yeah, just, just because I only have like an hour. So I have to write the newsletter. Or I have to, I'm going to be writing the newsletter as we do this and trying to model it. So we'll see. We'll see if we can fit in an hour. Uh, but anyway, just to give you a rundown on the business, right? Airbnb uh, is a technology platform. Uh, in wi on which, you know, people that want to go visit places rent from hosts and hosts, uh, host visitors in either their house, like in the partial room, or they buy dedicated houses uh, and rent those out. So it's kind of like a um, more, yeah, I mean, it's more like a bed and breakfast, but I guess it's, it's kind of a, your private real estate investors version of having a hotel basically. So returns are generally higher, but uh, the fluctuation, seasonality, all that stuff. And it's so much more work to manage an Airbnb because you have to, you know, uh, manage cleaning before and after every single weekend, et cetera, et cetera, versus a long-term renter, renter, you know, rents for a full year and you kind of like set and forget it unless they have like a water leak. Um, cool. So um, they've had 4 million hosts now offer from everything in a private room to luxury villas, 
one night to several months at a time. Um, hostings at the center, blah, blah, blah. Uh, COVID, they have a resilient model. You know, I would say generally, especially S1s, they tend to be very optimistic. Uh, very, They try to sell themselves to the best of their abilities uh, because this is their first listing, right? Um, and a lot of times, public investors aren't familiar with the business. This is a little different. Everyone has stayed in Airbnb at this point. I, re um, I remember when Airbnbs first started, uh, people were like, oh, like the hotel industry was basically, the lodging industry was basically like, oh, they're never gonna be a meaningful market share. And I, I saw that and I was like, that's wrong. That's like exactly what, um, what uh, like the retail industry thought of e-commerce. And you know, I don't think Airbnb will be you know, Airbnb may never become the biggest hotel hotel company by stays, but it might be. It probably, it might, it actually might, it might as well become that. Uh, and I think there's a good chance they can. Uh, they, they never will be probably 51% of the hotel stock, but, you know, they were at like 2% and people were like, no way they get to like 10%. I think they'll get to 10. I think they'll get to 20, et cetera. So we'll, we'll find out. Um, I haven't looked at this yet. So this is all real time. Um, 3.8 uh, 38 billion dollars in gross booking value that means people have spent 38 billion dollars on the platform um, in 2019 that's 30% growth from 2018 so 2019 saw really great especially at their scale 30% year over year growth uh, what's really interesting is that um, they're in 220 countries 100,000 100, cities 55% of hosts are women that's interesting i guess that approximates probably the overall population but a little bit more skewed to women um, and over 4 million hosts around the world, 86% located outside the US. So for those of you that are in the US, um, you know, uh, for those of you that are in the US, don't uh, like try not to look through our US blinders. Like I, I usually do that a lot of times. And uh, you know, this is a global business, obviously headquartered here. Um, our hosts largely came to us organically with 79% of our hosts coming directly to the platform. That's the sign of a blockbuster multi-billion dollar unicorn right there is no marketing spend. All you got to do is exist and make the product as good as you can. Okay. You all know why hosts earn extra income. Hosts connect guests to their communities. Hosts, hosts share their skills and passions. Um, you know, they provide a platform pricing, scheduling payments, community support. Uh, I think there's insurance through it. Etc. Superhost program, um, guests. Uh, yeah. I mean, you guys. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend too much time on explaining the business. Um, okay, they start in San Francisco. Classic market opportunity. This is what we care about. We we have a substantial market opportunity in the global travel market and, and experience economy. Serviceable, addressable market today to be 1.5 trillion, including 1.2 trillion for short-term stays and 240 billion for experiences. Um, I like that. Uh, we estimate our total addressable market to be 3.4 trillion, including 1.8 trillion for short-term stays, 210 billion for long-term stays, and 1.4 trillion for experiences. So it does seem like they have ambitions to become a long-term stay type of platform. Um, that's really interesting, right? So they would kind of replace Zillow, and instead of going on Zillow and then doing a direct deal with um, uh, like a landlord, potentially they could, um, you just go on Airbnb and it's like, I want a one, two year lease. That's interesting. I think I can see a world like that. Um, and I don't like, you know, we'll see how that affects Zillow, I guess. Um, long-term growth strategy. Like I understand their strengths. Unlock more hosting. Okay. Makes sense. Grow and engage guest community. So that's the like, uh, okay. 
uh, invest in the brand, expand global network, innovate platform, okay. stuff that we can't really contextualize. Uh, COVID-19 has disproportionately, disproportionately negative effect on the travel industry. Makes a lot of sense. People are staying in. They're not traveling as much. Although, you know, they did mention earlier in this S1 that, um, that uh, their businesses popped back uh, faster because uh, people want to stay local and travel. It makes a lot of sense, right? You, you can drive somewhere like five, five hours away. Like if you're five hours from a beach, you just go to the beach and get an Airbnb and you're still kind of like socially distant. It makes a lot of sense. Um, they raised $2 billion from term loans in April to get through this uh, sticky period of time. Um, let's see. Uh, and we see here, right? They raised $2 billion at a valuation of $18 billion. So I'm going to say... Uh, this, this IPO has got to be more than 18 billion, right? Um, so we'll have to figure that out. Uh, okay, so we saw, okay, so here we see monthly, this is really, really interesting, uh, monthly nights uh, and experiences of booked trends. So in October, November, December, January, before COVID, February, right? You saw 30% year over year changes from the previous year. Um, cancellations, alterations are, are sound, seems like 50, uh, just under 15% constant. Um, and you see here, right in February, the growth slowed and then March just tanked. So year over year, uh, in April really peaked. It was down 72% from the previous year, basically almost nobody, or I guess, you know, only a fourth of the people were booking things. Um, and, you know, and then that's, it's actually more than I would have thought. And then as you see here, they bounce pretty, they bounce back quite a bit. They're not, they're still about 25% under where they were in 2019, but that's something to keep in mind. So keep in mind for our, our, uh, projections, just back of the envelope types of stuff. Um, gross daily rate, um, oops, hold on. Gross daily rate, uh, hold on. Uh, gross daily rate, uh, one, two, two. Yeah. So increasing the gross daily rate, it looks like, uh, demand, or I guess demand probably peaks in this seasonal in the summer, I'm sure. So we'll see, right. Uh, that's interesting. Gross booking value before cancellations and alterations. Um, okay. So down, yeah, down a bunch, just volume is down a ton. Okay. Interesting. Okay, cool. So gross booking value net of cancellations alteration. So actually the, the real number to focus on is they were losing, they had negative gross booking values in March and April. Um, so, but now it, it definitely seems like, uh, okay, so that's the, so this, this is interesting because gross booking value is, is defined as the amount of booked travel they have on the platform at any given time, if they define it, hold on. Yeah, so I think this is a monthly number of who's booking what. Um, monthly nights, nights and experiences. So that's okay. So we'll have to we'll have to look into this. But um, I'm trying to think about gross booking value. Yeah, I think that's the amount 
on the platform that's booked. So that's like a running number. Uh, so they are, again, as we can see, 0.5% or 0.5 lower today than they were in October of last year. Um, so that's not so bad in terms of gross booking value. Uh, it's interesting. Gross booking. Okay, cool. All right, let's move on. Um, multiple resident category. Uh, less impacted domestic travel, less impacted short-term travel. We already talked about this. Uh, risk factors. Uh, decline. They're unprofitable, it seems like. We'll, we'll take a look at the financials. Um, and let's see. Yeah, what's up, guys? Definitely uh, chat. I, I'm sorry, uh, Hinkle. I can't really dive into Amazon when I only have like 40 to 50 more minutes on here. But um, you know, if you're a Roic member, definitely uh, add that to the. We're going to be working on a bunch of. Uh, we're working on a bunch of stuff for uh, for the Roic big board to make things clearer. So hopefully that answers some of your questions, especially since Amazon is a obviously a top pick on the Roic big board. If you're not uh, on the free email newsletter yet, uh, definitely consider uh, joining us on the free email newsletter. Or if you want to go deeper and see all of our favorite stock picks, go join us on um, a couple cents.com. Uh, we have a, a nice uh, community called Roic and um, building features out really quickly. So, okay, as we see, adjusted EBITDA down a ton. I wonder why. Risk factors, like, I kind of understand, we kind of understand the risks. I want to get to, like, what you guys will realize is obviously when I'm doing this full time or for a job, you know, I think you spend hours poring over this this document and reading every, uh, you know, almost every word. Um, but when you're kind of doing this over an hour, uh, you know, I know what spots to pick out. Uh, okay, so capitalization, long term debt, pro forma, doesn't seem like. Oh, we don't know. We don't know what it's going to be, right? So we don't know how much they're issuing, and we'll know after the event. But we'll, we'll, we will um, value the company on a pre-money basis. So cash, net cash, long-term debt preferred stock Let's see what that preferred stock looks like okay cool dilution yeah see it's all this is since this is an s1 we don't know all the pro forma stuff is is uh not there Cool. Okay, so let's pop over to um, their. Let's do this. So I basically gutted this simple uh, Tesla model that we had that we built from scratch, and we're going to uh, see if we can do this together. Okay. So you see summary. Okay, this is summary.
selected financial data. Let's see if they ha they give us more detail. MD M management discussion analysis. Quarterly reconciliations. God, this is, we're still in MDNA. How are you guys doing tonight? Or this morning, I guess. It's early. All right. There's a lot of material. This is a big one. All right. Let's, where's this? Selected. Oh, I guess that's it, huh? Usually there's a consolidated. Okay, whatever. We'll just use this. So we're going to start in 2015. Revenue. Total revenues. This is probably not good for streaming, right? So, because usually I have like two screens, so I'm just going to switch back and forth. So, okay, so we have 2015, 2016. So this is in thousands. I like to do things in millions, but I guess we'll do things in thousands for right now. And then nine months ended. Uh, we'll put that in here. Speed modeling, haven't done this since I will say, when you don't do this stuff every day, you get out of practice. So you're gonna have to forgive me for any slow speeds I have. Uh, nine months ended. September 30, 19. September 30, 20. Um, okay, so that's Q3. And then we know December, so they have regular fiscal year end, so 12, 31, 19. So we're going to do 10 year model. So equals this minus uh, e equals EO date. EO month, comma minus one, short date, cool, um, and then equals EO date, So now let's load in, uh, I guess we can do nine months ended 
it's helpful to contextualize that revenue. So they're down 32% for the year so far. Okay. Um, cool. So cost of revenue. I wonder what's in COGS since they're a software company. That's really interesting. Maybe it's like insurance or they'd explain that in the filings. And yeah, for those of you that are on and don't want to watch all the minutia of building a model, um, uh, feel free to, uh, you know, I'll probably do a longer video, longer form video on it, so don't worry about it. So no offense taken if you want to peace out, but some people might think it's fun. Okay, so they seem like they have 75% gross margins. So I'm just going to, again, we're short on time. I'll start my day job at some point here in the morning. Um, I didn't want to do that. So, data formulas. Where's my circuit reference? Ah, oh, there it is. It's fine. Uh, um, okay, so what I want to do is I'm going to. I'm going to be projecting out their gross cost of goods sold at some point. So I'm going to do that times that. Delete this, cut that, gross profit. There we go. Okay. Let's see what else they got. They got operations and support. They got product development. It's like R&D. Got sales and marketing. How are you all doing today? It's a Tuesday morning. Hopefully you all have a productive Tuesday in front of you. Yeah, King Kang. Yeah, this, I thought this was helpful. Like, I, I can kind of pick out what's important. Um, but again, like, it, th again, whatever answer we take in like an hour, right? It's I'm not Superman, right? <laughs> like, I, I know what to look for, and I can kind of do it back in the envelope gut check for sure. Um, but, but yeah, so. Oh, we already had a restructuring charges. Okay, so here we want to go total operating expenses. We want to add in sales and marketing here, comma. And I will say, right, like once you've read hundreds of these, as I have, a Tuesday night for, okay, so some of you are in uh, um, Tuesday night uh, for some of you in Europe. Hold on, let me, uh, I got to answer. Give me a sec. 
Uh, okay, cool. So, uh, so we had that. Let's load them in. Let's load them in. Uh, cost of revenue. We already did that. Operations and support. Here, I'm gonna do this. Okay, you know, sometimes I know too many shortcuts and I don't like, I don't use them properly. Okay, that's annoying. What am I doing? I'm telling you, I'm out of practice. These days I like, I just, I don't, yeah, I mean. Okay. Operations and support. Uh, maybe that's, I think that's a percentage of revenue, right? So like the more you grow, uh, that thing should be percentage of revenue for sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, cool. Um, and then product development. Oh, I forgot these. You know what? I'm just going to use my mouse. It's quicker. Product development. Wow, it's 10, 13 in Malaysia. Oh, you're in Malaysia. Okay, wow. It's pretty late. Hey, for those of you that are Roic members, I already did an Excel like uh, lesson on, and it's on the website under finance training. So if you guys actually like really want to like practice all these like shortcuts, you can get, I would say 75% of the way there. If you just watch that video, that I made for you and um, and uh, just like practice. So you can, you for sure, it just takes practice. And uh, yeah, I, I, I had the training for you, right? Training's there. Um, okay, product development, uh, like I think that should probably be, um, uh, probably be growth-ish. Yeah, I think it's probably growth. Because over time, they should scale over that. Sales and marketing. Um, okay. Okay, that should definitely be, we'll figure it out. Let's do percentage. Uh, let's do percentage of revenue. Oh, that's percentage of gross profit. My bad. Percentage of revenue. There we go. So what we want to do is we want to lock that bottom one. 
copy that down. How much are they spending? Okay, so they're spending about 30% of their revenue on sales and marketing. And we want to copy that down. And then uh, restructuring, uh, GNA, right? That's what we're missing. General and admin. Um, They're spending a lot of money, by the way, right? You see that, right? This is clearly an unprofitable endeavor um, in a way that, they, because they want to grow as fast as they can, not because it's fundamentally unprofitable. Okay, so they're spending, okay, that makes sense. Then we'll do restructuring. Obviously they need to spend a bunch of money to restructure this year. So I'll make this uh, model available to Relic members at a couple cents.com, obviously. Um, it's really hard for me to make content and do some of these models. So hopefully uh, doing it live is fun for some people. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll do that. So, Okay, interest income, interest expense. What just happened? There we go. Interest income, interest expense. So interest income, interest expense, right there. That's annoying. So I would say is through pandemic, they're growing 30% a year. What do you guys think about that? 30% a year, they're global, 86% of, um, I believe they're hosts. Uh, so we're on page, so I don't lose it, 126, 86%. Did I misremember that? All right, maybe I misremember that. Uh, anyway, the majority of their hosts are outside of the U.S. Anyway, let's get back to this DCF. Net interest income, interest expense. Okay, that's so interesting. Okay, cool. Percentage of debt. Okay, we don't have that in. Other income, expense, net. That's annoying that it's copying wrong. See that? It's weird. All 
I wish I could play music for you all, but um, my friend tried to stream like a DJ set and uh, it's uh, like Airbnb, or, oh, I'm sorry, Airbnb's on the mind. Uh, YouTube takes it down obviously because of copyright, um, but it's weird how like it's so hard to have music on, on content. Like we have to pay like a lot of money for like non-copyrighted music, uh, which is kind of funny. So I imagine this thing's gonna IPO. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, there are many skills that I have, and singing is not one of them, James. <laughs> I did play the trump, the jazz trumpet, and the piano growing up. Fun fact. Uh, okay, so they don't. Stock-based comp. Okay, that's annoying that they have they lump all that in. I don't think I have time to do it to split it out. So I'm not going to split it out, but usually I would split out the the stock-based comp embedded into these line items, but I don't think that's what we should do. Um adjusted EBITDA Okay, so they got DNA. Here for us. Yeah, so they don't usually announce the exact IPO date until like they they are ready to go. Um and so you'll know like a couple days before, if that, right? A lot of times it's even uh, less certain or less, I guess, concrete, but you just have to be ready, right? When it goes, you look at it that day, unless you can get an allocation, which I imagine this IPO, you won't be able to get an allocation. Stock-based comp. Maybe you guys can do some research for me while I'm, I'm building. Um, what do you think, uh, like if you just Google Airbnb uh, valuation or Airbnb IPO valuation, like maybe if you can like post in the chat, um, what you think about um, what you think the valuation is going to be once they IPO. That'd be really helpful. Um, and Derek, am I a gut feeling or hard data guy? Uh, at the end of the day, uh, you have to be right about mega trends or the overall secular trends that, that, um, that the company uh, that the company will like have. So, and a lot of times, right, like I, this is all data and this is like the financials and stuff like that. And so 
this is more of a gut check. So at the end of the day, it's, it's equal parts science and equal parts art. So I would say, uh, I wouldn't call it gut. I would say it's like educated trend projection, but at a certain point you have to be right about, um, about like certain trends and, and you can look at a, a bunch of data, but at the end of the day, you don't actually know, so you have to make you make you have to make a judgment call. So okay, so provision for income taxes. Okay, just syncing this up. Thirteen nine oh nine other. Okay. Nine oh six. That below the line. Other income. Thirteen nine six. Okay, so they're treating this. That's interesting. They're treating other other income and expense net as an ad back. So they think it's one time. Uh, that makes sense to me since this goes negative and positive and negative and positive. So let's look at, let's just kind of, we will uh, project this as zero going forward because we don't really know what that is right now. And we'll add it back. So 85 or 114, interest income 85, DNA 114, stock based comp of 97.5, net changes in lodging tax reserves. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, we'll add it back. I don't really quite understand that. Anyway, to answer your question about gut versus data, like obviously if you're managing billions of dollars or helping on a team managing billions of dollars, you have to be really rigorous with data and be really, really rigorous with the research. Um, but like, and obviously earlier in your career, like you focus a lot more on honing your, like your skills in the quantitative, but at the end of the day, right? Like the, one of the best investors in our life and before our lifetimes, but currently in our lifetime, um, is Warren Buffett. And he just reads the 10 K like he doesn't even like, he just reads, reads, reads. And like he kind of understands the back of the envelope numbers, but uh, okay, why is this off? So these are right. This is off. Four, eight, net income. Six, seven, four, one, fourteen. Add back. Ninety-seven. Add back. 
36, add back 13. Now it's a negative. Uh, other, no, that's right. Oh, there it is. Okay. 153. Okay, perfect. Sorry, that wasn't an ad back. All right, cool. So we got historical EBITDA. Let's see current assets. MD, MDNA. Let's see if I can find. You guys find a. Uh, you all find uh, the evaluation number that is an 18 billion. I'm sure they're going to go public for more than that. And if not, I think it'll pop very hard, right? People, for such a great asset, people are willing to overlook short-term COVID play or pain. Okay, notes to consult. Okay, there we go. This is what we were looking for. Um, okay, so this is the full balance sheet. So we wanna look at uh, current assets. Minus cash equivalents, unrestricted cash, total current assets. Again, this is a quick DCF, so if you guys are like, don't, don't uh, get pedantic on me if, if you're watching this after the fact and looking into it. It's I'm, I have like 20 more minutes to finish this thing. <laughs> um, we'll see. Maybe I'll bleed further further along. Um, that just means that morning sense will be delayed today. By the way. Because I, that, this is usually when I'd be writing that, but I'll write something about, um, I'll obviously write something about, um, be writing about Airbnb. So it's kind of helpful, but it does take time writing that newsletter we work really hard on. Um, So what I'm doing is trying to find their networking capital, which is their like non-cash and non-debt um, kind of trade lot, uh, assets minus liabilities. And it's, it basically represents how much capital they need to keep on their balance sheet in order to, um, so they don't have any debt here, um, in order to like operate as a business. zero there so people know that we didn't forget it okay wow this is awesome so as you see here they have negative networking capital because people pay them first and then they pay hosts later right so that means that they're working with more money at any given time um, than uh, more money with in any given time 
then they're, I guess you could think about it like it's almost like a loan from customers. So if you have positive networking capital, that's like they have to loan to customers to do business. And if they have negative working capital, then their customers are loaning them money to do business, which is really great, right? Because you can kind of use that capital over time. Um, and that's real cash. Now PP&E. It doesn't seem like they spend a ton on PP&E, right? Like I'm sure it's just a bunch of computers and servers and office space. Minus that equals. So we're gonna go like equals. So we got, we need total debt. Uh, operating lease liabilities non-current. Uh, we'll throw that in there. And then before that, it was just this. that that's that all righty what's up everyone yes yeah, so Winston I'm gonna be putting this uh, into into uh, the download section of uh, a couple cents.com for Roic members uh, so you can play with it after the fact I um, mean you guys can load in like right uh, for I'm gonna in the next 30 minutes, I'm not going to be able to, um, like do a really, like do a really good rigorous assessment of, of what we want to project forward. It's just going to be like finger in the wind types of stuff. Um, but at least I can build it for you and, um, you can play with it yourself. Other liabilities. Okay. Where was I? Cash. That's where we're. That's that. Total CapEx. Let's go to CapEx. Okay, so let's match these numbers 114, 162. For EBITDA, 114, 162. Um, bad debt expense, stock based comp, 97.5. Okay. All right, that's generally good. Um, purchases of property, plant, and equipment. Put that in. Were any of you already inclined to buy the Airbnb IPO when it when it starts trading? I'm curious. Are you got like I'm wondering how many of 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 the of everyone here um, is is inclined to actually buy this IPO? Because I, I think people are either like I love buying IPOs because I like owning a brand new hot stock or people are um, like, no, IPOs underperform because, you know, the academics tell me to. 
tell me that. I'm curious. So just let me know. 30 billion. Dies gin. Okay. James, not at any price. Okay. <laughs> not at any price, really? If I would buy it at $18 billion at all, I, I just know, I just like, there's a fundamental thing about those guys vultured in and helicoptered in with like a term loan. Uh, I'm talking about like these Silicon Valley guys. Um, I mean, they're, let me see. Uh, Airbnb term loan. Um, Silver Lake. Yeah, I mean, Silver Lake, Sixth Street, like Oak Tree Management. Those guys are so smart and they're more private equity. So I would, I would buy, I mean, I like, I would definitely buy for my PA if my personal account, if, uh, if, if it was Airbnb, if it was IPOing at 18 billion, which I imagine it's not. Those guys are going to make an absolute killing because they helicoptered in, um, Let's see. They helicoptered in with a rate of 12%. And I, I think they probably got some warrants for the equity too. Um, I'd have to read this deeper. Right, We're just here to, to value the company really quickly. Okay. So we have basically that. Let's, let's, okay. So let's spend like five to 10 minutes. Again, this is like, way faster than anybody should really spend on analyzing a stock, obviously. Like, I would rather tell you to go read um, than read than do the, the actual uh, model, but that's what I'm here for, and that's what the community's here for, um, because the model is really not good to have. What I was gonna say, though, is when you kind of, when you're used to a bunch of the stuff, like, the numbers really tell the story, and yeah, like, I, I like, I definitely read the, this you know and i will go go back and read the full thing um but if i have only an hour and a half it would be um it would be it'd be to like load in this load in the numbers and like see the story on the numbers okay so we want to go to mdna this thing's gigantic So big, I can't even. Selected, okay, so management discussion operations, okay. All right, I don't wanna hear about your story right now because we're in a rush. Okay, we already read some of this. Okay, illustrative night, basically price per night set by host minus host fees paid to host price per night plus guest fees plus lodging taxes collected by guest Airbnb service fees. They take 15%. Wow. That's a lot. So they take 15%. Experience is booked 30. Okay. So here, here we see, Quarterly nights and experiences booked by number. Uh, quarter over quarter from 2017. This is super interesting right here. And then it drops in 2020, obviously. And then it's bouncing back quite a bit, sort of to the, to the levels of 2018, but not directly to the point of 2019, or not fully to the point of 2019. Um, gross booking value. 
That's probably how we should drive the model. Uh, billion. Annual gross booking value, billion. Okay, so let's, so 8.1. Delete a lot of this. Gross booking value. 8.1 billion. This is in uh, in thousands, unless otherwise stated. 13.9, 21, 29.4, 38. That's interesting. And they think that Wow. Okay. So they are kind of moderating in growth. So gross booking value and they take 15% on it. Let's see if that matches up. Shall we? Okay. So they take, let's say it's 15%. Let's say what this, let's see what that would be times that uh, billions. We want that in thousands times okay. It's sort of right. Right, it's just a little bit elevated. So they take 15%, but I imagine there's like cancellations and stuff. That's so interesting. Okay, so let's drive revenue. Again, this is back in the envelope. The more I, th I would think about it and, and, and do the work, it would be a little different. Uh, I'm gonna say, what is total revenues divided by annual gross booking value. Um, and then times 100,000 to get to scale. So that's 11%. So, so as you see here, right, they, they, they charge 15%, but I think that there's like a net effect of, of uh, like refunding a bunch of stuff. Okay, but see their pricing has actually gotten better. So we're gonna say percentage of growth GBV. So we're gonna delete that. I mean, we don't even actually need that. So annual nights and experiences book. This is gonna be good too, hold on. So 72 annual, annual nights and experiences booked. So 72.4, 125.7, 185.8, 250.3, 326.9. 
Okay. So they're growing. So we'll grow gross uh, nights and experiences booked, number of nights and experiences booked. So now we can say, look at this, watch this. So now we can say, what's your average? So that's in millions, right? So times thousand divided by that gets us the average cost or the average price point of each um, each night and experience, right? So, I mean, let's just strip out mentally their experiences business. This basically means that um, each, the average night uh, cost per night of uh, an Airbnb stay in 2017 was 113 bucks. So that's how we would do that. I'm gonna draw this so, up. Uh, so average, cost per book or per night per night let me just do that percent growth of cost per night and then we're gonna go that that so it's pretty steady makes a lot of sense since they are they are trying to fight off the likes of like vrbo.com and uh other companies like that. So, um, If I go, let's say it's just, let's say it's 0%, and then eventually they get to inflation. Um, equals that times plus the growth rate. We gotta divide that by. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. booking value there we go okay so number of nights and experiences booked so let's just say right this this year they're seeing just calculate 57.1 plus 28 plus 61.8 and that's plus 81.3 plus 83.9 plus 85.9. So they're down by 41% in number of, of, of whatever, of, uh, of nights and experiences booked. I'm gonna say that continues to recover over Q4. So in the base case, let's just say they're down 30% and then they spike back up to 50% 
so they basically get back to where they were um, in 2021, where they were last year before the pandemic, which uh, is reasonable. And then they kind of continue the 30% growth, then 25, let's call it 20, 27% growth, 23% growth, 20, 15, 10, 10, 5. Okay. Just assume that's the next 10 years. Um, percentage of gross booking value. So we're going to do this. Let's say, okay. Man, thank you guys for still being here. It's still 91 of one of you. Okay. So equals that times equals that times that. So basically how much 12 point, just say that that's 12.6. Um, and then we want to inform, and then that's going to be times 100,000, right? And then we'll see what growth is. Okay, that makes sense, right? So they're down about 32% so far year to date. We just assume that they recover a bit. And okay, cool. Uh, and then I wanna do gross booking value quarterly. Okay, so 6.8, plus 6.8, 3.2, 8.0, plus 6.8, 3.2, 8.0, 9.8, plus 9.7. Okay, so, okay, they're increasing percentage of gross booking value, but I imagine that's because there's just so many less. So we're gonna say, let's give them credit, 13. Let's say this is like 13. Actually, it, most of the year's done, so 14. Let's say that kind of goes back down to 13 because they wanna be super competitive. And then 13%, let's just say it's, 13.5 and 13 and 12. I don't think we should do base case or bear case right now, but it's habit. Say they never get pricing power or let's say as they expand, they expand to cheaper markets and they get no kind of pricing power or they get no pricing growth on books on booked and let's just say they get pricing power starting next year. And then nights and experiences booked. Let's say the upside is like 50%. They come roaring back and they get five years of 30% growth. And then it's like 15, 10, 5, 10, 5. And then let's say uh, they come back and then it's like 30% growth and it goes 25, 20, 15, and then they basically start leveling out because their TAM isn't as big as they thought it was going to be. Um, 
So that means that in our base case, you can assume, you know, an average of 25 mid twenties growth over the next five to seven years. And, uh, you know, they basically triple or quadruple in seven years in revenue. Okay. Cost of goods sold percentage of revenue. Don't need that. I don't really see why we need to change this. They're probably gussing it up though. So just level it out to 26. Let's just say this one stays here. Um, and then bull case, uh, I guess bull case. Sorry, I was mixing up my cases <clears throat> since we built this one from scratch. Okay, so bull case means that we want to be, we're going to be lower on this. Base case means 25, 25, 25, 25, 24, and it comes back to where it used to be. Um, this goes even lower, 23.5. This stays at 26. Okay, cool. Uh, operation support. Okay, uh, this is where it gets kind of tricky, right? So um, we should probably do this as percentage. Uh, yeah, so 21. And it probably scales back down pretty quickly to 17%. Uh, 22, and let's say it just scales back down to 19%. So bear, bears up top. Bear case, bear case, yeah, so bear case, okay, cool. And then let's say it's like 21, and then it scales back, immediately back down to like 17. Uh, product development, percent growth, right? Uh, let's just say, Like, so that's going to be zero, and then maybe it's like 20, 15, 15, 10, 10, 7, 5. I imagine they're going to keep, keep that up, right? 20, 20, 15, 15, 10, 10, 7. I don't really see a reason to switch that up. Marketing, I don't really see a reason to switch it up either, right? Okay, marketing, uh, that'll turn back into probably 30%. Let's 
call it 32 percent up here and then let's say that turns into 35 percent or 33 percent um general admin percent growth yeah let's just say they grow that 15 percent 10 10 7 7 5 2 let's say that's like 15 15 10 10 10 let's say that's i don't really see any reason to change that um we're not going to be doing i don't have time okay we're already over time but we're not going to be doing um interest right now i'm just going to be doing uh, a really simple kind of dcf here i guess percentage of debt let me see so that's percentage of, of net debt okay so net debt so they get we're just going to assume they get like 2% on their money. Or three, I guess 3% on their, on their money. So negative 3.5%, just do that equals that times okay that's interesting though um, This is gonna get more complicated and I don't have time for uh, to finish this out. But basically, I would have to project forward interest expense on uh, this really expensive 12% debt they just raised to get through the crisis um, and interest income through this. But we're just gonna ignore this for now. And then DNA, percentage of revenue, right? Well, I guess percentage of previous year's CapEx is how I'm doing it. So we might as well just do that. I don't really see a reason why. We're getting to the finish line, guys. CapEx. Oh, negative 2.6. I don't really see a reason why we should deviate from that. Down bears up top. I switched this up. Okay, cool. So we got, we drove this model. We got expenses, provision. For, we're going to skip income taxes for now. We're going to skip this. I'm just going to highlight it. Skipped. Skipped. Obviously, this is not. Uh, 
nearly enough work for a real for real deep dive, but um, it's good enough for just to get a gut check. Uh, Stock-based comp, and it's just kind of fun. Stock-based comp, uh, let's just say they, so they do 4.4 this year, but let's just say it mediates down back to two and 1.5. Um, this is probably in relation to keeping people regarding the IPO and through the crisis. And so I don't really see a reason why we need to change that either. Um, okay, so they never get to profitability. That can't be right. Okay, something's a little off. So operations and support. Oh, that's interesting that they were losing money last year quite a bit. Okay, so percentage of revenue. So we need to scale them down to profitability at some point. Um, operations and support, that's probably something that scales down pretty quickly. So let's just say they have a really bad year. And that scales down to 70.5 and 15. We have to read, this is why we have to read more. Um, what does that look like? Okay, and then product development. All right, let's just assume they don't. Sales and marketing. think they would want to remediate that down. So maybe you just assume that this kind of stays forward and eventually becomes like 2018, 16, 2018, 30, 30, 20, 15, 10, 10, right, I guess. General and admin uh, percent growth, 15. So it's zero, uh, I guess 15 this year. Let's say they're disciplined on spending. We can scale over this. Okay, that's more like it. Um, again, this is, like I said, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, yeah, and I, King King, I just I just had done it, so I had to flip it up <laughs> just to make sure. Okay, so bear, um, bull, bear case. So you go in the A case, which is the bear case. They never reach profitability. 
See, this is like the interesting thing about these companies with a bloated infrastructure is it's kind of hard to understand their strategy going forward on uh, costs. Because as you see, gross profit scales pretty quickly. Um, but so do costs. So we really need to figure out how to get them to scale that. I think it's really the sales and marketing, right? Oh, it's because we're doing percent growth here. That's why. Percent of revenue. That's what it is. There it is. That's more like it. Okay. That's more like it. Okay. Um, okay. Sales and marketing. Let's say they scale down. This is like upside case. Let's just say that kind of stays at 20%. Uh, operations and support probably doesn't scale that fast. Right, so it's probably like goes back to 17 and a half, then set then like 17, 16.5 or 16, 15, and stays at 15. But this might be, you know, 16, 15, 14 in the bull case, and then in the bear case, it might be it might just stay at 17. Okay, so. Interesting that it scales down. Percentage of revenue. Uh, let's just say that it's that. 17%. Okay, so this is Airbnb, the, 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 the bear case, which is A, basically assumes that they grow quite healthily and then, but only really have like six years of, of real revenue growth. And then afterwards to kind of moderate to mid, mid teens growth. Um, and we can add something like that. And then on costs, they are able to kind of eke out operating profit and loss. Um, but in this case, they probably need to scale down sales and marketing too, right? So it's that. Um, 5%. Product development probably goes to zero at that point. Almost done. That's another mistake. It's all part of model building. Fixing your errors. Okay, cool. All right, that's more like it. Okay, so in the bear case, right, you basically have them, well, let's add this back then. See how it's kind of art, as much art and science? Um, you basically have them 
uh, growing for like six to seven years. Uh, and then it kind of moderates afterwards. And, you know, they're seeing like this kind of growth. I mean, this is probably aggressive, right? But it's 30, 20, and they kind of fall off a cliff a bit. In, and uh, they end up getting, you know, like almost 20% EBITDA margins, which is not clearly not as good as like a Facebook. Um, and then in the base case, we have them getting up to like 32% adjusted EBITDA margins. Makes kind of sense to me. Um, but they do it in a fashion that's like really fast. So you'd think that they do this pretty fast. And then in the upside case, you have them like becoming basically a Facebook in the next decade, meaning like 40% uh, EBITDA margins. Uh, networking capital, we have to just assume. So this year it's gonna be kind of, let's call it net zero. And then I think they go back to like negative 10%. In that case, you go negative 13%. Say they never get back there, it's negative like 7%. Um, CapEx, cool. So we got adjusted EBITDA. A, B, okay, adjusted EBITDA minus taxes. Oh, we gotta do taxes. Let's just do taxes. Um, effective tax rate. Uh, I imagine they have a bunch of NOLs. We would have to we have to go figure out what's going on there, but let's say that they paid no taxes. Um, and let's just say it kind of scales back to like five, 10. This is kind of like I would, and then the effective tax rate's like 21, right? Um, let's just say it's 21. But Biden, right, might increase that stuff and et cetera. Uh, other income, so we would also, I guess we should probably do interest expense um, yeah. I mean, let's just say let's just say their debt, I mean, see, their net debt is This is kind of a complicated one because they have net cash, but they're paying 12% debt on that money, right? So, um, it's, it's kind of interesting, right? And then you say, let's say equals, let's say they make 3% on the cash. And then let's just say they pay it off, right? Uh, I would have to spend more time here and figure out, you know, what we'd be doing. But taxes, right? Just say um, we do have to take into effect, effect taxes for sure, right? So five, let's say it's like seven, 10, 15, and they eventually get to like the full uh, corporate tax rate. Um, and then 
Wait, actually, but corporate tax rate, California. They're headquartered there. So corporate tax rate is 8.8% of gross income. Federal tax rate. Corporate. 21%. I would imagine they would want to uh, move out of California, as all the companies want to do. Uh, let's just call it 25. They eventually go to 25 after they burn through their NOLs, which I have to, I wouldn't, I don't know what they have right now. Um, <clears throat> okay, so. So we get a terminal value based on, let's say, perpetuity growth rate of 2.5%. Um, discount rate, let's just say it's like a, let's say it's eight and a half. I think like equity risk premiums are really low right now. People really want growth, right? Um, previous year end is 2019. Um, you know, this seems like really generous to be honest, but so what we did here is free cash flows to discount, unlevered free cash flow. Change in networking capital is really good. They don't really spend much in CapEx. I don't know, if, yeah, I don't know if they'd actually spend that much in CapEx, to be honest. So, I mean, even if we, okay. Obviously I have to air check this whole thing. call it back to 9% um, fair value stock. So, right, I mean, like under these assumptions, uh, your, your, uh, we don't know how much stock they're gonna have, but the company is gonna, company could be worth in the bear case, 12 billion, right? $12 billion. This is a wide range. We're at the end of it. Um, a wide range and in the bear case it's worth $12 billion, which is lower than anything they've had in the private market, right? Airbnb valuation, um, 18 billion, right? So they was valued at 31 billion in 2017 and it's 18 billion uh, as it secured a loan this year, right? They, those guys are gonna get a steal, right? But in the base case that we have, it's worth like $43 billion and in the upside case, it's worth like $80 billion. So, I mean, again, we're, I'll, I'm going to upload this to uh, right after this, or I'm going to have to write the newsletter. Um, but uh, I'm going to upload this for Roic members at a couple cents.com. And um, basically, uh, you can play with these yourself, uh, these assumptions. You know, and, and again, it's not perfect. Like, we didn't finish this out. Obviously, this is just a kind of, these are finger in the wind assumptions, but I just thought it'd be really fun to do together this morning. It took a little longer than I thought it was going to take. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, if you can get in at, okay, why don't I do this? It seems like, right? I, mean, I don't think our assumptions are crazy for such a high growth, like 30% growing bookings. I mean, again, you have to, again, DCS are really like 
gut checks, right? Do you, do you like the business? Do you want to own this asset? Um, you know, we didn't really assume that much in average cost per night, right? Like we didn't even keep up with inflationary growth. Um, we didn't, we just say that they kind of continue, they, they pop back to where they were and they continue the 30%, their strong growth for like five years. And then they kind of taper off a bit. And then, uh, in the upside case, they do 30% growth for five years and then they taper off a bit. And then, yeah, obviously costs, you know, um, we're, we say they get back in the base case to get back to where they were in, in the past as a percentage of revenue. Product development, you know, let's just say they, they, don't, they like don't grow this as much, which they shouldn't. They should uh, be able to scale over that. Uh, Five, six, five, four, three, and then, and then in the pro, and you know here, let's say they just have to keep up with like intense competition, sales and marketing, you know. Uh, yeah, we just say they scale that down, right? Twenty-five, eighteen, nineteen. Um, general and admin. You know, I think we could probably add in a couple more years of 10% growth, eight, six, five, right? And I'm generally a conservative modeler, right? Five, 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 five. Um, effective tax rate, I mean, we could, we could load that up pretty quickly, right? You can do seven, 15, 21, 15, 18, 21, 23, 25. I mean, that, that might change it quite a bit. And then DNA, and there's really no reason to change these things. Um, in networking capital, right? It's big. So probability weighted target price, when you do that, is like a $50 million company. So uh, A, B, C, right? So this is cons I would say this is pretty conservative, especially for a growth company like that. And so if you say, what is that on a forward gross profit basis? So 50 billion on forward gross profit. And let's just look at like 2021. Um, or let's look at 2022 gross profit, right? Yeah, it's like 10 times forward gross profit, but that's probably really conservative. Like I, I would say that this is a conservative, oops, what was that? Um, a pretty conservative estimate. Oh, I keep making mistakes. Um, times 2022 gross profit, right? In reality, right, what you're looking for is higher growth than this. And you add another 20, you add another like 25, 25, 20, right? Now, I don't know if they can keep delivering that kind of growth. This is insane levels of growth, but that level, like only like Facebook levels of growth. Um, but I mean, maybe if they take just completely start, uh, keep taking market share from the incumbents. Um, and again, I think the tax rate thing really does matter. So, you know, zero, five, eight, 10, 15, 20, 25. You know, you get back to kind of yeah, like a upside case of like $80 billion. Um, and again, I think this discount rate is too high because they have, z they basically pro forma gonna have zero debt. 
and the cost of capital is like whatever equity people are willing to pay for such a sexy asset. So like if you're willing, you know, it does change it. Um, but you know, like just call it 8.5. If, if you want 8.5% in a, in a stock like that, like arguably you'd want more, right? That's just personally what I would want, but just keeping it at, at that ABC save. Um, and I don't know what list price will be. Um, yeah. And guys, if you want the Excel doc, if you're, you have to be a member at a couple cents.com, a Roke member, and I'll upload it for a download. Um, but if you think it's a 10 X, if you think that they 10 X from here, right? So that means that they become $40 billion and they take, um, they have, I mean, let's, let's just play that out. Right. You think it's a 10 X 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 30, and just 10, right? What does that do for valuation? So C, right? If you think that they, they, um, if they, uh, let's see, if you think that they 10x basically, uh, their number of nights and experiences over the next decade. 30, 20. Yeah. You know, what could this company be worth? Yeah, it could be a hundred billion dollar, definitely a hundred billion dollar business for sure. Um, you know, I don't know, you know, and you have to risk weight at 50, 20, 30, Oh, sorry. Sorry. In that, in that case, it's a $200 billion business. In that case, it's a $200 billion, uh, um, $200 billion business. So yeah, I, I fixed that by the way. Um, yeah, you guys are on a little bit of a delay. So let's see Airbnb IPO valuation. Um, 15 and 30 billion, the media pegs IPO valuation at $30 billion. Now, if that's the case, and we believe that, now I don't necessarily know if they're gonna 10X over the next whatever years, right? Like that to me seems really aggressive, but what doesn't seem aggressive is, yeah, they just keep taking market share from like older folks or like, you know, people keep adopting and uh, you know, they grow by, you know, whatever, whatever this, this is, uh, they grow by, five and a half times over a decade. I, I mean, like that's really aggressive too. Let's be clear, right? Um, over 10 years. And that could be worth a hundred billion dollars, right? So that if, if I were just kind of like, what's really conservative for me, I'd be like hundred percent A, B, C, B. Uh, you know, I would pay 11 times 2022 gross profit I want to pay times 2021 gross profit is equals that divided by 2021 gross profit 15 times. Hey guys, that's the magic number for those of you that are on, on ROIC, right? Um, so uh, this is in the mid teens times forward gross profit if you're growing at 30% a year for a long time, right? I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Uh, 
Okay, so this is going to be available for Roic members at a couple cents.com. And uh, if this is true and we can buy the IPO valuation somewhere around $30 billion, then it could be a double. Now, it could snowflake on us where snowflake tripled on the first day of trading where you couldn't get it. That's very, very possible. Um, but if we can get in at 30 billion or less, like to me, I think you take, I think you take a really good position because if you take a 30 billion valuation or less, right. Um, you're buying in at under 10 times forward gross profit for, for a really great asset. Um, yes. Is it as no, is it as good as like a square? No, because it's a, it's inherently a consumer facing, um, up and down business. Um, and hospitality is the weakest thing in the, in a bad economy, but you know, it, it's got legs and buying it under 15 times forward gross profit seems pretty good to me. So hopefully this was helpful. I know we spent, uh, like 40 minutes longer than I probably should have, but, um, I appreciate you all. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Hopefully this is helpful. Thank uh, Please don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you aren't already. Uh, we do a lot more of this stuff and uh, um, see you next time. Happy investing. And don't forget to join our uh, free daily email newsletter called Morning Sense, uh, link in the description. And if you want this model, plus so much more, uh, please consider supporting the content at a couplesense.com by subscribing to our Roic membership. Um, you get community models, um, our favorite stock picks, etc. cetera. So um, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Love you all. Have a great day.